In a world where one woman locks herself inside a quiet studio and doesn't come out until the podcast is done, welcome to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reed, a place you can get connected with Donna and her friends and listen in on some great conversation. Thankfully, unlike the intro you just heard, it's a drama-free zone. You're welcome. Now, as we listen to a bit of music from the amazing Mark Sparrow to lead us in, it's my pleasure to introduce the one, the only, Donna Reed. Joe does a great job introducing the show. Mark does a great job with the music. So grateful to have them stick around with me for two years if we, as we've put together this podcast for you. Thank you, all new listeners. Find more information about what I do on SpotlightConversations.com. That's my website. And on Instagram, at Donna Reed VO. We've got someone in the studio today, Allison Bork, who is an author, a children's book author. She is the mother of two very active children. She's a lawyer. She was a school teacher. She worked as the assistant attorney general for the state of Louisiana. We're going to talk about her new children's book series called The Alley Cat Series. This one book in particular that just came out, and I love, I love the title because it's just so unique, and kids love it too. It's called Alley Cat and the Catty Wumpus Wednesday. Allison, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You know, I was reading about, um, you know, your background, and we'll get to a lot of about you, but how did you, you were practicing law for a long time in Louisiana, and then you suddenly became an, a children's author. How did that happen? So, yes, I was practicing law for a while as assistant attorney general for the state of Louisiana. And at the time I had uh, my our two young children were six and four. And I I just felt in my heart that I needed to spend more time with them. I was really busy practicing law. My husband was really busy. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to stay at home with them. And, you know, do all of those things with them. I don't want to miss out on these young years. And so while doing that, of course, we read stories and um, bedtime books every night. And so one night we were trying to pick out a, a book to read. And they have books all over their floor. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it, it was a mess. Um, but I looked at the floor and I said, you already have so many books. And they said, well, can you please just buy us one more and I said how about I just write you a story and they jumped up and down they were jumping on the bed they were so excited and I think that was my aha moment where they believed in me so I had no choice but to believe in myself and so I we put them to bed we read another story that was you know somewhere off the floor and um I went downstairs, got a pen, a pencil and a paper and just started writing. I've always liked to 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 come up with stories. I never wrote any down. Um, and this story, the first story, Alley Cat and the Thursday Dessert Day just came out. And so I read it to them the next night. I left the ending a little open for them to chime in and and they loved it. And so Needless to say, I haven't gone back to practicing law. I'm, <laughs> I'm now writing the sixth book of the series. It's been almost six years, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful journey to be on. Uh, being a lawyer, you're writing a lot. Do you think that helped? I think so. I think it helped a lot. You know, if, if you don't write a lot, you become rusty. And 
I would always, I never had time to write children's books. I wrote poetry as a, as a child, but um, I think definitely writing and reading books, reading, especially children's book helped me a lot to be inspired and to write. The Alley Cat series. Now, how did you come up with that name? And it's spelled differently. Tell me how it's spelled, our listeners, so they know. It's A-L-Y-C-A-T. Like Allison. Yeah, so it's kind of like Allison. So when I was in elementary school, I would, of course, daydream a lot. <laughs> daydream stories. And um, one of my teachers would, when I would be off daydreaming, she would snap her fingers and say, Alley Cat, come back down to earth. So that name represented to me someone who is creative, who likes to daydream, um, you know, just to be involved in like a story time. And so that's why I made the main character, Alley Cat. I went to your website and I see you have a PR firm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, the Duchess of York is familiar with your work. Tell me how, what led up to that? Did you go to England and introduce the book to her? Did she discover your book series or? She's so great. She's so kind. So I, um, she was doing a story time with Fergie and friends when mm -hmm. the pandemic started and she was taking books, um, book submissions. And so she had over 10,000 submissions of books. And so she picked Alley Cat for wow. story times. And wow. you know, it was so great. I sent her the plush toys and, the, and all the books. And if you watch the video, she's so genuine and so excited. And, you know, she told me that Along the way, she'll support me, whatever I do. And she, she really has. We did um, an Alley Cat Story Walk, which are outdoor stories where you, you read and you follow along on a trail and read the stories of the Alley Cat books. And so I did that. And she has another program called Little Red News, and it's about good news. And she had asked me to film the story walk. So I had a, a school nearby who helped me and we filmed and sent it to her. And she did a whole, a whole nother program on that on her channel. And it was, it was just so great. Now I know with the pandemic, there's not as much travel, but are you planning to go over there to meet with her? Oh, I would love to. Um, I think when my kids are a little bit older, I want to take them there. So I want to wait for them, but hopefully she'll come into the, to the States and, Maybe we could do some kind of collaboration in person. A storybook row. Um, that's given you a lot of traction for your books. Yes. Yeah, so what I do is I just print the storyboards of the books with QR codes. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a bunch of little dances and songs that go with the series. And as readers in the, the great outdoors see them, they can take part in them. And it's just a free activity that families can do together. I have them at public libraries outside. I have them at schools and just anywhere, parks, where people can just read a story and then scan a QR code and do a fun little dance, the alley cat shuffle, you know. So, uh, and what is that, the alley cat shuffle? So every time I go to an author visit, and I've been to over, over 300 author visits in the last six years, the kids always ask for something random. I mean, one time they asked for a, a real live alley cat, so then I got the mascot. And, 
At another time, they asked for um, a line dance. Here in Louisiana, in the South, we have lots of line dances for mm. everything. And and so they asked for a line dance for the Alley Cat series. So I wrote a song and I came up with, you know, my old, I channeled my old cheerleader days and I came up with a, a eight count line dance. And my husband, who's real musically talented, recorded it and recorded himself singing it. And we composed it together and it's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's so fun. And what address is that on YouTube? It's um, the Alley Cat series, YouTube. Are a lot of the schools in Louisiana, do they have access to your books for the children there? They do. They do. I I go all over Louisiana with author visits, and I always leave extra copies in the library so they all have access to it. And I want to make sure that they can continue to have access to books. They seem to enjoy them, and so I want them to read things that they enjoy. So I make sure if they really want them, and especially if it's a a low-income school, I'll donate a box of books so they can have them. How many have you written? I have... Six technically written. Um, the sixth one will be released in the spring, and um, that's Alley Cat and a Sleepover Saturday. And I'm starting to write a Sunday book, so I'll finish up the week series and then maybe move on to maybe the seasons or holidays. Who knows? Um, how long does it take you to write a book? It, it probably is a little quicker for me than most people because once I start getting the ideas, I just can't stop. And um, so to to write the story itself, I could do it and um, to finish it and, um, and edit it myself a month. Um, but I, in a week, I can write the entire story um, from start to finish. Have you thought about going into different genres or are you going to stay with children's books? I have thought about it. I've I've thought about even doing board books. A little reader asked me yesterday if I would do a prequel to Alley Cat. And that was so cute. I, I never even thought about that. But I would love to write. And I actually have started writing a um, kind of like a YA novel. Mm-hmm. I don't quite have the time yet to give it my all because this requires a lot of my time. Um, so I'll get around to it when the time is right. My illustrator, her name is Chiara Savati, and she lives in Italy, and she's been with me from the beginning. I will kind of sketch a little bit, a very rough draft of what I want a certain scene or a certain character to look like, and she just perfects it. It's amazing how, I'm sure you've not met her yet, but how everybody, and you've not met the Duchess of York, but you're Mm -hmm. all working together on these projects. It's wild. I've met Chiara over over Zoom, and it was so great. My kids were so excited to meet her. She's like part of the family, and uh, but we've never met in person. If she, if we go back to Italy or if she comes to the States, we'll make sure that we, we meet up with her. How far, um, where you are with these books, they're, they're young. Do you see these characters getting older, or are you going to try to keep them, you know, within the audience that you're having these books read for? I plan to keep them within the audience and mm-hmm. not not have Alley Cat grow up um, only because once you get to sixth and seventh grade, they're reading more of, um, you know, graphic novels mm-hmm. and and they're starting to read like real novels. So it would be kind of hard unless I did like a graphic novel, have her grow up. But, you know, 
the great thing is that when I go back to a school that I've already been, some, some authors don't go back if they've already been, but there's a whole new class of pre-Kers and kindergartners and even first graders um, that you can introduce to your books that have never seen it before. Are you have, do you have any others in mind for the next couple of years, different titles? Uh, no specific titles uh, except for Alley Cat and a Sleepover Saturday. For Sunday, I'm not sure. Maybe something, um, maybe something faith-based for Sunday. Maybe Sunday school. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I'm thinking about doing holidays like Christmas or um, Easter, something like that. Valentine's Day is always fun, and so oh, that'd be a great idea. Um, your company. Forward publicity. Did you start that while you were in law school or while you were practicing law, or did it come about after you started writing children's books? It was after I started writing children's books, and it was actually when the pandemic started. So my business partner, Lori Arlinsky, and I started Forward Publicity when the pandemic started because we saw that authors were still trying to market their books in a world that didn't allow for in-person visits. And Mm. so we, we kind of found a way to go around that and to market in different ways, think outside the box and keep them relevant. And we love being a part of their book journey because we love books so much. And, um, you know, we had one author, when the pandemic started and now we've had over 200 authors that we've helped launch their book or revive their book. And it's just such a joy to be able to help others to get their stories out there. And we talked about this earlier. The pandemic has just spawned a whole bunch of new businesses where people want to be able to reach out and help others. And that sounds like what your publicity company began. That's why it started. Yes, it it did. And, and if it wasn't for the pandemic, we, we wouldn't have forward publicity. We started out as just a a podcast to help authors come on the show, Mm -hmm. talk about their books, and then give those podcasts and videos to schools so that the students still had access to authors. And so from that, we grew into helping authors market in this now post pandemic world. If someone has a book that they've written, a children's book or any book, I guess this is more than just children's book. It could be any genre. Correct. Okay. We, we launch all kinds of books. So they bring to you their book and their book idea or how they want to market it. And then what do you do at that point? So what we do is we schedule a consultation and it's about 30 minutes to an hour with an author. They usually fill out a form on our website. And we talk to them about their book. Usually the book is released or it's about to be released. Um, it doesn't mean that we can't start, you know, six months to a year before it releases. It, you know, the, any advanced time is great. And so we talk about their book and a strategy and, of course, their budget. And where do you where do you want to build that hype? Do you want to build it before, during, after the launch or all three? And so we do different tactics based on their audience, based on their goals. If they are an author looking for partnerships, we help align them with um, let's say it, we had a, a book that was a book about diabetes and we helped align that client with a foundation to to help that grow that partnership. And um, I mean, we, we do so many different types of tactics and it's all customized based on their needs. There's been so many new podcasts, new books, new authors 
Why do you think that is, that they're supposed to speak specifically about authors? So many people want to write books and do. How many of the books do you see are pretty good? And how many are they maybe not so good for the first try? <laughs> she laughs because it's like <laughs> everybody's an author. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think people like to and they want to release a book because they want to leave a legacy. Ah. Huh. And and I, I and that's a great reason why they should write a book, but it's not always the best reason to market a book. Because if you're writing a book based on an experience that you had based on maybe your child or your niece, nephew, or granddaughter, mm. it sometimes it it and this sounds harsh, but sometimes it doesn't mean that the whole world wants to read about that certain situation. Mm-hmm. And, and it narrows the audience when it's so specific to a certain person that you're writing about. So, what would the advice be for someone who's making it too focused about their niece in order to um, reach a wider audience? What would you suggest to them? I would suggest that they have people outside of their family Ooh. and maybe outside of their friend group read the manuscript or read the book. Go to different writers' critique groups. Their SCBWI is a great one to help with critiques, and they'll give honest feedback. And I would definitely do that. And and then ask yourself, would someone that doesn't know this main character or doesn't have, doesn't know this area, if it's area specific, would they be interested? Would I be interested in someone else's child doing this here? Because basically they they come up with these funny stories based mm-hmm. on the child. And not that they're not all great, they are. Um, but to focus more on your audience versus leaving a legacy. And now your marketing background, um, did you get some marketing classes before law school? No, I was actually an elementary education teacher prior to practicing law. I, I got a degree in, in education, taught school for a year. My business partner, Lori Orlinsky. She lives in Chicago. She's got an extensive background in marketing. Uh, she's a powerhouse with, with marketing and advertising. She She's worked for PBS. She's launched all kinds of different products. And um, so I think with our different backgrounds and different strengths, I think it works well together. I'm talking with Allison Bork, the author of the Alley Cat series. And your books, you can get them at Amazon, I'm guessing. Is that right? Yes. And also, are how many schools outside of Louisiana are getting your books? Oh, a lot. I've, I've done author visits in New Jersey, New York, Florida, Texas, um, Alabama. So, yeah, they're just they're spreading. I hope it keeps spreading across the United States. Now, are the books already in the schools and then you come and explain them or do you come to the schools with the books? I come to the schools with the books. Wow. But but a lot of times the, li- the librarians have a copy of the books in their library, but it's usually one or two copies. And so when I come, I come with books that they can actually order and take home and I sign it for them. That is, that's just a huge undertaking. I'm just trying to visualize that. And I'm, I'm wondering, do you think being a school teacher and a lawyer sort of help meld those, that ability to organize and stay focused? 
Absolutely. So yesterday I had an author visit with over 400 little kids, pre-K to fourth grade. And for one person to maintain their attention and keep them all under control um, is, well, can be very difficult. But I've learned different tactics from practicing and trying cases in a courtroom to teaching, you know, first grade many years ago um, to, to keep them on track, you know, little things like making your voice go lower so that they can hear you if you feel like they're getting too unruly. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, I'm always open arms with them. They can always come and ask questions, everything, you know. Uh, going back to your publicity, your company, Forward Publicity, to be really honest with these authors, they're trying to get their book out there. It's an ego-driven business. How do you get around that? So we try to maintain their expectations. If we mm. feel that their book is not marketable, we may not take on them as a client. Um, if we see that we're marketing the books and they're not selling or they're not um, getting the results that they want, then there's something else to it. And it might be the audience, it might be the book. We will sometimes suggest editing services. We offer that and we also have people that we contract out to for editing. Um, we will always give our opinion on things like cover. We've even had some clients um, kind of revamp their cover and make it more enticing or even the illustrations sometimes. And so we're always their biggest cheerleaders, but we're always honest with them in a very delicate way because this is their, their baby. It is. That final product is, it's about them. Yes. It is. Well, it sounds like your experience as a teacher and an attorney has just melded so well with being an author and running your own company. Um, what are your plans for your company in the future? Well, we hope to keep growing offering new services we're always trying to learn more we take classes to see what what marketing tactics would be the most beneficial especially since the world's always changing yeah. <laughs> and so um just trying to learn and grow and keep growing the business and as long as we love what we're doing we just don't want to stop and we do we honestly love we when our clients win an award where it could be 11 o'clock at night. We're going to email them with a bunch of, you know, balloons and stars. We're so excited for them. His marketing strategies, they do change. What's big right now may be completely different six months from now. A lot of the world is still very virtual. So you have to find a way to market in a virtual world. Um, stores are just starting to open up. So you have to be very um, flexible a lot of people are starting to partner with other um, companies and things that align with your content and your goals. And so I find that more there's a lot more collaborations going on, which is great. And you see that on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but in marketing, just, you know, even on brick and mortar stores, they should collaborate with another store and have a, you know, like maybe a, a shopping day together because you tap into one person's audience and another and then you're you're doubling in size of who you are trying to get exposure from and and i'm also referring to an author who might have a book about pet loss like my business partner Lori has a book about pet loss and uh, because she lost her cat recently and she partnered with 
a foundation that helps soothe, you know, families when they have a loss of a pet. And so she partners with them. She gives them a portion of the proceeds. They help promote her books and she, she'll give them as a gift sometimes. And so just working together for a common goal is always beneficial. I thank you so much for coming into the podcast. I've learned a lot about publicity and about your wonderful book. And uh, I can't wait to hear about the other days of the week you have planned for your topics of the book, Alley Cat Series. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Spotlight Conversations with Donna Reese.